Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm really good. Well, you know. Hanging in there? Yeah. That's, and you? I'm great. Good. My yeah. back hurts, but I'm good. Mine too. <laughs> just had to say that well yeah because yeah. it's a That's, thing i just got off the phone with my friend patty yeah and we're about the same age and all we talked about was our ailments <laughs> <laughs> our surgeries yeah. our joints you know not you know our your muscles right your stuff where your body is conjoined where yeah, yeah where things are falling apart mm-hmm. in the 50s here in the nifty 50s i know yeah. But it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And and Catherine and I, when we're done recording this podcast, we're heading to the massage lady. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. She's fantastic. She really is. Yeah. Her name is Nina. Mm-hmm. And the business that she has is called Blue Lotus Massage. Yes. She's, she's phenomenal. She has magic. I don't know how she does it because she's a small person. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting the massage, it feels like, I don't know. Like a small person couldn't possibly right. do that. Get their little hands to do it. Because I'm sure her hands ache after. Maybe. Well, because our eyes are closed usually when we're getting massages, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe she pulls some kind of stuff out that you don't really see. Like her elbow and just <laughs> dig it in there? I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> It's therapeutic massage, by the way. So if you... I mean, she does relaxation massage massage as well, mm-hmm. but I go so that I can continue to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't go just because. Without crying. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't go just for the luxury of it. I go oh, so come that, on now. Yeah, a little bit. Well, that's a bonus, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is a luxury to be able to go get a massage, so I'm not, like, signed up to get one once a week. If I had oh, unlimited right. funds, I would, Nina? I might just run mm-hmm. off with her. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm definitely guilty of sometimes going either because you are going. Yeah. Or I just want. Because you have good... FOMO. You don't want me to have massage without you. Oh, the light just went out. And, oh, see, because you lied. <laughs> no, that's God saying I agree. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. we totally got off track and we haven't even got on the track that's yet. That's okay. Do you know what is our track? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. When I was talking to Patty, yeah. she says, because I told her you were coming and we were going to do this episode on clutter. And she says, by the way, you both have ADD or whatever. Uh. And I go, I know. <laughs> she said, that's what makes it fun. You never know. Yeah. What's going what to rabbit trail. Neither do we. Exactly. Yeah. So this is spontaneous. All right. Well, let's get down to business. This is why we have... An outline. Yes. A piece of paper. We have to... With words on it. Yeah. This is episode number... 81. We're getting there. I know. This is great. Mm -hmm. And um, today is July 20th that it's going to be published. That's the publishing day. I was about to say, it's not July 20th, but yeah. No. The day it drops. Drops. That's such a cool word. We're Mm -hmm. so hip. Yeah. No, today is July 12th, but this is dropping right. on the 20th, so mm-hmm. very exciting. We have three takeaways from our episode on clutter yeah. and hoarding. Mm-hmm. What are they? the title. Uh, we're going to talk about what is it, Yeah. especially hoarding. Mm-hmm. What is hoarding? Mm-hmm. And you have discovered some facts about it, mm-hmm. so, so we're going to go over that. We both watched an episode of Hoarders with this woman, Martha. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. 
I'm going to discuss some of my clutter experience because as a mother of five boys, you know, I've yeah. come through the tunnel, friends. Mm-hmm. The cluttered tunnel. Yeah. And I'm much better now. You, definitely you are. Much better. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good. Yeah. It was all their fault. Mm-hmm. All right. And then finally, we're going to walk away with knowing the signs. Yeah. What are the signs that, hey, this is kind of a problem that we could use some support yeah. Some professional help. Because mm-hmm. that's really the bottom line. Right. Okay. And then this episode is sponsored by? Ron and Kenny, our husbands. Often. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Um, Good idea. Yeah. And then stay tuned. If you're just tuning in to us for the first time, yeah. stay to the end because we always close with mm-hmm. something inspirational. Yeah. We point to the Bible mm-hmm. and Jesus. That's right. Because speaking of stay to the end, that, yeah. that's why I didn't really. Wa- Are you okay? Yeah, I'm oh. waiting, waiting, oh. <laughs> waiting, waiting to hear your words of wisdom. You can't see, folks, listeners, but she had a look like somebody else is in the room, like some kind of invisible person. <laughs> this is why we need to put this podcast on video. Oh, this right. thing is going to blow but you up, know what? Catherine. If we put it on video and it's mm-hmm. live, I can't edit then. So? All the better. That's mm. like a tightrope walk. People go, people show up to watch that kind of stuff. Do you know how many times There's I, no I edit our ums? Okay, well, <laughs> then we would be more disciplined not to say it. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right anyway. I, lost, I lost track of where we were. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> speaking of getting to the okay. end. Yes. That's what I was thinking about this last night and this morning. I'm like, you know, I wonder if we lose people every time we talk about Puffin. Do we? I don't know, but, you know, it's kind of... Do we care? We do. Well, yeah. I we don't do want to lose people. Right, because they're our sponsors, Puffin. We're married to them. They're not going anywhere. No, because they'd have to give them. us half I'm not, of wor- I'm not worried about them <laughs> losing, losing them. I'm talking about our listeners. They're like, oh, gag. Well, I don't want to li- hear this again about Pooh and Muffin. Yeah. A.K.A. Puffin. Right. Now I said it. Now we can move on. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, I almost said um, but I went oh. I might have said um. I don't. That's even okay. Know. If you said it, listen, listeners. Yeah. We're just two Let's... people here. We, we there's we're no, not professionals. There's no crow. Well, you are. I'm not. So um. I'm. I hey, I'm off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. There's no excuse for you, Tracy. <laughs> We we both have fallen in love with On the Dock, which is yes. that's a fun podcast. It is. If you love our podcast, check out On the Dock but as don't well. Don't love there's more. <laughs> right. Don't do right? that. Right. No. Love ours. Yeah. And love theirs. Yes. They're two gals that are from Alabama, <laughs> Misty and Amaryllis, mm-hmm. and. They're, they're funny. They are very and they're funny. fun to listen to. And fun to listen to. And they're just amateurs like us, too. They're just two people. Yeah. Putting it out there. I so laughed. They were talking about the card tables that they do the podcast on. They're like, we don't, we're not professional podcasters. And then they talked about the card tables. <laughs> right. But I think Misty has the nicer one because, and one was from Aldi. <laughs> 
and i was like oh my gosh that is so much like, like us. us i mean our table is from marketplace like a, right facebook like thr- thrifting yeah we found it on marketplace mm-hmm. but here's the thing that i that i was thinking of about them sometimes they reference like ryan the tech guy get it together ryan oh, yeah. and there is no ryan or whatever the name is yeah that's us too Catherine yeah. is our tech person and she is not techie <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> And I have no patience with technology, yet I do do, you do the it. editing. You do it. Yeah, look at me. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me look at my handy-dandy outline mm-hmm. and see where we're going. Okay, so stay tuned all the way to the end for our inspirational close, and then we're going to give you a call to action in our next episode. So that's the, the, the lineup. Mm-hmm. All right, let's roll. All right. Start, you, you're start, you're start recording now. <laughs> Okay, we're going to talk about hoarding and what it is. Yes, what is it, Catherine? Well, hoarding is a disorder, and it's a persistent difficulty discarding or parting with possessions because of a perceived need to save them. A person with hoarding disorder experiences distress at the thought of getting rid of items. Yeah. Have you known people like that? Yeah. I have too. Excessive accumulation of items, regardless of actual value, occurs. Those are the marks of somebody who uh, struggles with it. And obviously, that's an extreme because a disorder and and if you're if you have a hoard, you know, of some sort, like you see on Hoarders, mm-hmm. the TV show, mm-hmm. that is different from having a little clutter. collection. Having well, a collection is different according to the Mayo Clinic. Just not what I was going to say. OK, but Go thank for- you for <laughs> Thank you for your insight. <laughs> Go on. Come on now. I was going to say, hoarding is different than just having a little clutter, just a little bit of clutter, not necessarily a collection oh. like the sit on the Mayo Clinic thing, mm-hmm. but having just everyday kind of little clutter, mm-hmm. little pile here, little pile there. You can still get through the house. The fire department's not going to have a problem getting in or getting out. Right. You know, the kids aren't going to be hauled away. Right. But you just got a little clutter. Yeah, I mean, if you're you're a little bit disorganized and you don't know where to put stuff, you know, those aren't, that's not, that's not hoarding. Right. I'm going to talk about that when I talk about my own thing, because I'm not a hoarder. Beware, folks. She's got this look (laughs) on her face like, I'm going to talk. I've got ideas. Mm -hmm. All right. You go ahead with your whatever you got written down. All right. Well, hoarding often creates such cramped living conditions that homes may be filled to the capacity with only narrow pathways winding through stacks of clutter. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff you see on hoarders. Yeah. Countertops, sinks, stoves, desks, stairways, and virtually all other surfaces are usually piled with stuff. And when there's no more room inside, the clutter may spread to the garage, vehicles, yard, and other storage facilities. And it could be, you know, mild to severe, just like with any case. Right. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be to that point either, you know, with um, just a pathway in your home because, well, it even says just, you know, mild. Well, the one that we watched, the hoarder uh, episode that we watched yesterday, what was the guy's name? Um, He was a designer. Paul. Paul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His place didn't look too bad. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the same as Martha who we're going to talk about. Yeah. But Paul was a graphic designer who went through an extreme loss and then he just couldn't let go of things. He just emotionally could not do it. Yeah. 
he he was yeah definitely struggling and emotional oh it was heartbreaking Mm -hmm. but his home wasn't to the point where it was stacked floor to ceiling and couldn't walk through and like there wasn't like a rotting pumpkin in the middle of a bunch Mm -hmm. of bills and stuff like that yeah right yeah Yeah, perfect example of how it can be you know different with different people yeah yeah heartbreak do you remember when we went to that i don't know maybe you weren't with me we went to this old theater in indiana mm-hmm. i think in Wolcott, actually and it had been converted from this you know uh, old rundown theater but mm-hmm. but renovated mm-hmm. but the person who had previously owned it was a hoarder according okay. to the new buyer okay and it was floor to ceiling packed and yeah. that it was only a pathway through this building can you imagine well, I can imagine because of hoarders on TLC on mm-hmm. their show. I can imagine it because I've seen it, mm-hmm. but I can I've not seen it personally in my own world. It's tough to think about it. Like it's just, it's tough to imagine it. Yeah, to be honest, right. But my heart hurts for people who are in that much pain. Like when I saw Paul mm. when he um discovered the remains of his loved one and he had lost he had lost him. he had lost the remains and it was heartbreaking to him that he had lost such a sacred item yeah as the remains of his loved one yeah and he felt so guilty oh he horrible yeah and and then when he found the remains or the crew found him or whatever just the relief that he had yeah so yeah. anyway i know mm-hmm well, speaking of, of clutter and the differences, here are some of the symptoms. Okay. Okay. Uh, symptoms of what? Hoarding? Symptoms of hoarding. You're a hoarder now if you have this. All right. Well, there are sim- symptoms. Yeah. Okay. So lay it on me. Let's see if I've Getting qualified. and saving an excessive number of items, gradual buildup of clutter in living spaces, and difficulty discarding things are usually the first signs and symptoms of hoarding disorder, mm. which often surfaces during the teenage to adult, early adult years. Mm. I read that it typically begins at about 11 or 12, but that it doesn't get to the point where people are noticing and it's a, a real problem in, in living conditions till they're in their 50s or 60s. Well, in the cases that we watched in preparation for this podcast, it seemed like there were triggering effects. There were little triggers that yeah. happened mm-hmm. that all of a sudden these people went from one way to a different way. Yeah. And I read, I think it's in this particular article with the Mayo Clinic that really they don't know what causes hoarding. Definitely there are triggers of trauma, but I now it didn't say this part. I'm saying this part. There's not a single person in this world that is going to be without some kind of trauma. So how a person responds to trauma is, is different as we know. And some just have the, the this response. Yeah. Well, I think something that just threw, flew through my brain is to remember that when there are disorders or diseases of the mind, mm-hmm. because hoarding is a disorder, a mental disorder, mm-hmm. they also have cures just like other diseases and disorders. Don't despair. Yeah. That if you or your loved one is going down this path, no matter how far you are on that path, 
there are professionals who can come in and rescue you. Yeah, there's from treatment, that. right? Exactly. So that's hope. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. I was going to read this, but we just talked about it. As a person grows older, he or she typically starts acquiring things for which there is no immediate need or space. Yeah. Those are, you know, more symptoms. Well, um, that little factoid about getting older, you, you continue to acquire things. That's true of everyone. Mm-hmm. We saw that working in the consignment store when someone in the family would pass away. Mm-hmm. They have all these hummels. They have precious moments. They have all these clothes, all the stuff. Nobody in the family wants it. How about flatware, silverware? Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Right. China. Right. Crystal. Nobody wants and, it. And now that you're saying that, too, and to think about how that affects the family members, because here they are, they're stuck with this stuff, and they, too, by a little bit of codependency, really they feel they can't just get rid of it. Right, because they, want they feel to. guilty. They want to, but this is how, it, yeah, it's like a domino effect. Right, so if you're listening to our voices right now and you're sitting on Grandma's China and nobody's looked at it for 20 years or 30 years or 10 years or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you look down the pipe at the ancestors below you and they don't want it, do them a favor and donate it somewhere yeah. today. right. So that they don't have to do it. Yeah. You do it. I was just talking to my mother-in-law yesterday, and I was telling her about the podcast we're about to do. And I had told her how I always knew that. I mean, she just is not, not only is she not a collector of anything, but she's really simplistic. Yeah. And And anyway, she went on to say, she's like, you know, when I cleaned out my mom's place when her mom died, Mm -hmm. She said to herself, because she felt like it was overwhelming, and I remember when her mom had passed, because we went to the house, too, because she said, just, you know, take what you want. I didn't think it was so bad. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, um, and my mother-in-law, Judy, had said, I knew I didn't want to do that from you know, with my kids. Yeah. I don't want to have hardly anything for them to have to go through. So, yeah. I think that's a good plan. I do, too. Makes me want to go through some more books and such. Move it along. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, Problems with hoarding gradually develop over time and tend to be a private behavior. One significant, often significant clutter has developed by the time it reaches the attention of others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's especially true if others are not around. So Mm -hmm. we were talking about this previous to recording that oftentimes when you're alone the hoarding situation can get out of control because there's nobody there kind of holding you accountable Mm -hmm. and it can grow yeah like yeast right you know yeah and it's funny too that even though that these symptoms can start when one is like 11 or 12 or you know a teenager Obviously, it doesn't become uh, really noticeable till later, but often by middle age, the symptoms are severe and harder to treat. Not untreatable. Right. Just harder. Yeah. So I guess I'm just pointing out, if you see the signs now, just go ahead and work on uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, other signs and symptoms may include excessively acquiring items that are not needed or which there's no space. Persistent difficulty throwing out or parting with your things, regardless of actual value. Yeah, I've 
heard things like that throughout my lifetime of people saying, but I can't. Well, working at Evelina's, like you pointed yeah. out. Oh, my gosh. That happened all the time. And it is a process of decision making mm-hmm. that people struggle with. And that's why you don't get rid of stuff. Actually, those are the um, people that struggle with hoarding the most. The ones that are um, indecisive, mm-hmm. disorganized, um, depressed and who suffer from anxiety and what they might just need in that so let's say for example that you're indecisive Mm -hmm. you you have you have a hard time making the decision but once you get past that Mm -hmm. and you can make the decision well then you can make the decision Mm -hmm. so what is it that you need help with well that paul who we watched he had an art collection Mm -hmm. that could have been its own gallery yeah. And he had to let go of this massive collection because it was exceeding the space that he had for it. Yeah. So what did the experts do? They gave the art to, they had volunteers or whatever mm-hmm. that would line up down the street, each holding a piece of art, and they got in front of him and he made a snap decision. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he needed help. That's all he needed. Right. It wasn't that he couldn't make a decision. He just needed some help making the decision. Yeah, some encouragement. Yeah. So if somebody's listening to us and they've got, say, paper clutter, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe they just need help making decisions about that paper clutter. Exactly. I've had to have some encouragement and help. There's a whole industry out there. Yeah. The the professional organizers industry, our friend Emily Smith, Mm -hmm. she helped me. Yeah. Years ago, right when I was just suffering under a pile of children, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and laundry and paper clutter, yeah, and we found money in my, we found paper money in my paper clutter, oh, like my thirty gosh. bucks. Cool, I know. Do you remember that time I was gonna give away, well, not give away, but sell at the consignment store some, uh, some of my tops that had some pockets and I found $200. I do remember and, that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, I'm glad I checked my pocket before I gave that away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you might not have seen it again. Yeah. Another sign or symptom is feeling a need to save these items and being upset by the thought of discarding them. Building up of clutter to the point where rooms become unusable, which we talked about that. Having a tendency toward indecisiveness, perfectionism, I can totally That's relate a killer. to that. Yeah. Perfectionism is a killer. Yeah. Avoidance, procrastination, and problems with planning and organizing. All of it. Yeah. And if you if you suffer from more than one of those things, watch out. Yeah. Well, just, yeah. You know, we Here. also did an episode on minimalism, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that's when we talked about storage was that one or something else? But there was a huge storage. Oh, it is the one. Okay. Yeah. The St- booming business. You could fit how many storage units in the United States? Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Right. So if you're if you're one who has a storage unit and you can, and you're thinking right now, I don't even know what's in there. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to our episode on minimalism and see if it can spark some kind of motivation to help you get rid of that storage unit. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a lot of money every month. Yes. You could just rebuy everything in there. No kidding. Hmm. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. What else? Is that it? Well, that's it for the, the signs and symptoms. But these are, and then this that I'm about to read are things that hoarding people tell themselves. This is why they save the stuff. Well, where did you get the signs and symptoms one? What website's that from? It is mayoclinic.org. 
Uh, diseases, conditions, hoarding disorder. Hold on. Okay. Hoarding disorder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what's next? Uh, these are the things that people say when they're hoarding and why they do it. Okay. okay. They believe these items are unique or will be needed at some point in the future. Of course. How many times do you hear them say that? Like on the show or in our case, you know, consignment store, things like that. Yeah. When when we worked at the consignment store and people would bring in their items, they would do like a sales pitch. To us. Who right. Are, we're, so our job was the intake, it was called. Right. And we kind of know what sells and what doesn't. Right. What the value is. And we couldn't take things that didn't typically sell in the store because yeah. that would take up shelf space and not, real estate. not sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was kind but. of a criteria there, but people would give you their pitch and it was highly emotional. You know, grandma hang, hung on to this for yeah. 40 years. This is really valuable. Yeah. Mm, sorry. No, not anymore. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm on the other side of that sometimes when I'm taking yeah. my things in for consignment. And I'm like, wait, they didn't take that? Right. Because we're emotionally attached to our stuff. Yeah. It's a fact. Yeah, it is a fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so leading to the next point, the items have important emotional significance. Ta-da. We didn't even practice Ser- that. <laughs> I know. Serving as a reminder of happier times or representing beloved people or pets. Yes. Okay. They feel safer when surrounded by the things they save. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I've been witness to that. Well, they're emotionally con- attached. Yeah. And their emotions are in these things. And that's how they feel like soothed or comforted or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a sense of control too. Yeah. Like I have these things. Nobody can take this from me. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and they don't want to waste anything. That's True. huge. It is huge. Oh, yeah. Especially those people that hoard food. And if you've grown up in a situation where there was scarcity mm-hmm. of any sort, mm-hmm. you might develop these emotional attachments to things like, hey, I remember when we didn't have that stuff. Yeah. And it was hard to find or hard to come by. Yeah. Now I've got plenty of it. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So true. And again, I'll just say that hoarding disorder is different from collecting. People who collect, who have collections such as, you know, stamps, model cars, whatever, trophies, Mm -hmm. whatever. Deliberately search out specific items and categorize them and carefully display their collections. Mm -hmm. So if you are, you know, we we loosely say things like, you're hoarding troll dolls, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Why did you you pick that? Yeah, we we say that, but that's not hoarding, that's collecting. Yeah. Uh, They can be large, um, but, and they can even be, clutter like yeah but it doesn't um they don't normally cause distress and impairments that are part of the hoarding disorder okay yeah just a little bulletin there for you all psa okay you got anything else over there no well encouragement to find support and get some help if you're on that cusp with yourself Mm -hmm. or probably more likely if it's affecting you through someone that you love. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a rare thing that someone who is in the midst of a hoarding situation, that they are the ones to really seek out the professional help. Yeah. It's typically a loved one. Yeah. Or the county or the village is going to come and take your property because it's not safe. Yeah. And or your children. Whatever. Yeah. 
Right. So then you got to figure that out. Yeah. All right. Well, can I talk about my clutter? Yeah. <laughs> Are we ready now for yes. Tracy's clutter? <laughs> Tracy is like uh, a child. Uh, 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 okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm a 56 year old child. <laughs> she seems bursting at the seams. That's so funny. I, and I know it when you say things like uh, anything else. <laughs> anything. It's like a polite way to be like, is it my it's turn my yet? Turn. Well, I don't want to leave out I know. any of the important research I know. that you've done, Catherine. You've got a notebook and you wrote things down mm-hmm. and there's multiple pages and I and respect you that. you make mental note of that. Yes, I respect mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Clutter. You know, um, you know this because we're besties, but people listening may not know it. My husband and I have been married for 33 years. And we raised five boys. Yeah. They are now men. Mm-hmm. They are all out and about. <laughs> and we cannot stop smiling. Uh-huh. It was a season. It was a great. A long season. It was a long season. I had uh, preschoolers for 17 years. And you had children right away. You had your first one right away. Right. Mm-hmm. We got pregnant in the second month mm-hmm. of our marriage. And so we had that baby before our first anniversary. I don't advise that. I th- I say... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Take some time. <laughs> you know, travel. <laughs> Get to know each other. Wow. Get a TV. We didn't have a TV. Yeah. So what else is there to do? Uh anyway. Took a minute. Well, you Girl. know. Well, it's eight o'clock. You're done with the ra- and you didn't have the internet then. Yeah. You didn't have anything. We we used to play volleyball with a balloon in the hallway of our apartment. You, you can really? only Yeah. Because you just entertain yourself. I did not know that. Yeah, I can picture us right now, just like, and then like, oh, that's done with like that. Two kids. <laughs> well, we were kids, basically. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh-huh. The point is, we had a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to manage with seven people in the house. Mm-hmm. Just think about the amount of shoes, right? I know. And and thankfully, Jackets. they weren't girls. Jackets, <sighs> right? rollerblades sleds giving me it's sorry (laughs) jackets yeah like the snow pants yes we had a huge tub of snow pants Mm -hmm. that we hung on to for 20 years why because the next one was going to fit into the snow pants i I know right for a season for for about two decades Mm -hmm. clutter was really um a thing that had to be managed constantly (laughs) food yes (laughs) right for big family yeah clothes yeah. Laundry. Um paper. paper. The artwork. The school papers were <laughs> unbelievable in addition to the mail. You know, I, I think I used to hate that. I hear moms today that they're they're concerned about the kids are on the digital iPad a lot because it's kind of gone that way. Mm-hmm. Digital. Right. However, I'm saying maybe there's some balance there because they're not doing so much with paper. But I don't know, because they didn't have iPads when my kids were that little. You know, they just came home with a stack of papers every single day. Oh, and I every know. single day, times five, Eight. boys, oh, yeah. you got to look through the envelopes. I could not the keep folders. up with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me neither. And that's why one time during Christmas break, I didn't go through the backpacks. I was over it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? <laughs> Pretty soon I could smell the backpacks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of my kids brought home his chocolate milk. And Whoa. during Christmas, it did what milk does. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm not here to tell you, friends, if you're in that mode, give yourself some love, pat yourself on the back, mm-hmm. and seek 
the help wherever you can find it. One resource that I loved and still love is the Fly Lady. Yeah. I love her. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget her name, Marla something. But anyway, FLY stands for Finally Loving Yourself. Oh. And this woman, she's a Southern woman, Mm -hmm. Christian woman, but she struggled in this area to the point of embarrassment. She was married to a guy who was either a lawyer or a judge or something like that. And somebody dropped in unexpectedly. Mm. I'm going to tell you what. Mm. (laughs) Back in the day, if you were coming over to my house, I needed to know when. Uh-huh. uh-huh. What day? What time? How long are you going to stay? Are you going to have to use the bathroom when you come in or no? Are we going to be able to do this without that? Because I need time to prepare. Yeah. Well, this Get the shovel. <laughs> one time, my friend Sue, Sue Dracoli. Oh, this is so funny. She came Oh, my gosh. It's funny when she tells it. I know, because she was mortified. She still remembers this. Uh-huh. I broke my foot somehow mm-hmm. playing volleyball. I to- tore my ankle. I couldn't walk. I was in serious pain. And I'm on the couch. Now, mm-hmm. I needed help. <laughs> Sue came over to help. And I was stuck. I couldn't get up. She came over to help with the laundry. She has one child. Yeah. She came over to do the laundry. And she was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> she, it was a mountain. She didn't know where to start. And I'm like, I don't know. So, and then she was at the house for a while and she yeah. had to go use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, go over there. I don't know what it looks like. Well, it wasn't pretty. It was unpleasant. Yeah. And she's still my friend, you know, yes. she's still hung in there. Yeah. Lovely. We're not in that season right right now. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give moms who are in that role. Mm -hmm. I I used to beat myself up. Like I felt bad about myself. So so getting back to this Marla, this finally loving yourself lady, she was kind of in that mode of Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I can't. Why can't I get control of this? You know, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. And she came up with this system of shine in your sink every night before you go to bed or something like that Mm -hmm. and you get dressed in the daytime Mm -hmm. you know yeah and you put your shoes on Mm -hmm. meaning you you mean business like yeah you feel you feel like you're ready to go yeah Mm -hmm. you got a purpose right and making your bed and something else but whatever her system is Mm -hmm. it's it's filled with a bunch of grace for yourself and for other people Mm -hmm. so i love her and if you're looking for some support Look her up, the Fly yeah, Lady. What? Why is the name Marie Condal or Marie? Oh, what? Who's she? She's she, the one she who organized. Yes, yeah, she's an organizer, yeah. and her stuff went viral before the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Well, well actually, way before that, it was. And I yeah. kind of wonder, like, if she had gone viral during the pandemic, I wonder what this world would look like. It would probably just be all neat and tidy. Is she the one that advises to take? Like, for example, your clothes and to take every yes. piece of clothing you That's own, right. pile it on your bed right. and then look at it like that Yeah, and then decide what can you get rid of. I did that. Did you? Yeah. Lisa Kurzawa came over and did that. Nice. With me. And that was so helpful and cathartic. Right. It, but yeah, when you see your clothes, every bit of it laid out on your bed, a big heaping, we're talking your underwear, everything. everything. Mm-hmm. And even the stuff that is 
in in our climate in Chicago, mm-hmm. we have different extremes. And so some right, of some seasons. of us might put the seasonal things to the side or store mm-hmm. them in a place that's not like right in your closet. She tells you get all that stuff. Yes. Get everything. Right. And pile it up. And then she has you lift up one item and if it doesn't spark joy, mm-hmm. that's her term, I believe. Yes. If this doesn't spark joy, it has to go somewhere yes. else. And say goodbye to it. And yeah, you thing. say like thank a you. Ritual. You have to say thank you to your yes. stuff. Okay, so then I had Kenny do it. Oh, boy. I didn't tell him, though. I put all of his stuff on the bed. He comes home. He's like, what's what? happening? <laughs> You're out, Kenny. I'm done I, with you. I did kind of give him a heads up. But because he's not a hoarder, but he mm. likes to mm. not throw out anything. I mean, well, like he's got so many T-shirts because, you know, at work, they give out T-shirts for this or that or whatever they right, do. And right. he does not like to get rid of them or hats. He doesn't even wear hats anymore. Like jackets. the baseball. He's baseball. got a ton of jackets. And a ton of jackets. Yeah. And tools. Okay, okay he's this is becoming <laughs> This is becoming a complaint. But on the other hand, when you and I used to go garbage picking. Yeah. And we would take things and we'd say, but we're going to we're gonna flip this. We're going to do this or that with it. Right. So, there's I get that it. I get it. Too. Right. Well, what what happened when you put all of his clothes on the thing and he came home and said, "What's happening?" Well, he did. Uh, he did realize how many t-shirts he's had and uh, like shirts that he had for like twenty plus years. Yeah. And so he did. Uh, he scaled back. He scaled back. Well, there. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. Well, all that yeah. to say, there's hope mm-hmm. for all of us mm-hmm. because wherever we are, we got there somehow. But we yeah. can improve. Yeah. Whether we're just struggling with a little bit of clutter that's sort of annoying, mm-hmm. or if we're on the opposite end of the spectrum and we're a full-blown hoarder and we need professional help yeah. in a dumpster, like, like Martha. Today. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah, Martha. Yeah. Let's talk about Martha. Poor Martha. Uh, yeah. So on the A and E hoarders episode, uh, usually they have a couple people, you know, that they're doing, but this one spot light was just on martha and yeah. poor martha she had an adult daughter it was her only child she was a retired secretary friend she was a retired secretary which is like uh, you just wonder how does somebody who for a living had to be organized right you have to get be. to this point right mm-hmm. so she has a daughter who and this daughter didn't talk to her for two to three years and she the daughter even says her name's elania I think, mm-hmm. And she says, um, you know, they tried to have an intervention and mm-hmm. it didn't go well. So she didn't talk to her mom and her exact words were for two to three years. And I thought to myself, wow, she's not even sure if it's two or three. That, that That's a whole year. Right. <laughs> you know, but so all that to say, there's so much pain involved for not only the person who's suffering, but I think the family members suffer maybe even more because the person who's suffering with the disorder of the hoarding they don't really see it as a problem even though family members may and friends may not come visit anymore and well I don't know because usually people are isolated when I watched that episode I did feel I, I kind of felt equally bad for the mom yeah and the daughter it's hard to place it is a measurement on who is suffering more yeah because you know we don't know what their feelings really are they're trying to express them 
sometimes they can't even put their finger on it. But I felt heartbroken for Martha. Yeah. Because she didn't want to be in the place where she found herself. Mm -hmm. And I felt heartbroken for her daughter as well, because obviously this problem was a huge barrier to them connecting relationship as mother and daughter Mm -hmm. and we don't have forever on this earth you know like yeah you need to figure this stuff out so that you can go forward for as long as you do have right and the daughter was so upset because of the thought of so her mother martha lived with her parents which would be the the grandparents to the selania right and the thought of her 90-year-old grandfather and and, uh, grandmother living in that mess really upset the daughter. It did. And And she gave examples of the grandparents telling her, I just want to go home. Yeah. I don't like it here. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, that was very upsetting to see that. And um, anyway, so all that to say that you know the doctor comes in and then the person that's a a specializes in decluttering and some counseling they were working on it and in this case martha the the mom she was able to at first she was saying okay yeah just get rid of that get rid of that and then they were uh the doctor was concerned because she was so passive about it and she was kind of like whatever you know well not quite with a chip on her shoulder, but she was uh, putting it in the hands of her daughter. And the real concern was that uh, later she would have resentment and not have any a sense of control over the matter. And so they wanted to make sure she wasn't going to rehoard. Right. Which that's seems the main like goal. valid points on the professional's part. Yeah. But you also have to remember that it's a TV show. And yeah. if they don't have a conflict, they don't have a I know. I TV thought that, show. <laughs> I thought that too, you yeah. know. But at the same time, I could see where. It's valuable they, for her to make the decisions yeah. and to accept the responsibility of the decision. Mm-hmm. I've made the decision to get rid of XYZ. Mm-hmm. If I miss it down the road, oh, well, I made that decision. Yeah. Where if the daughter made the decision, then she could go, it's your fault that I'm feeling this now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the daughter, so she's making a lot of progress on that first day and she's throwing out trash that um, her mother said, yeah, go ahead. So she's feeling good, right? Well, then these professionals are saying, wait, 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 your mother wasn't she didn't have a chance to go through all of these bags. And the daughter, who I'm rooting for, <laughs> she says, who cares? Who cares? She's agreeing right. to, to doing this. And there's no way we could go through every single thing. This is paper. Right. And some clothes or, you know, some, something like that. And they were really pressing the daughter and saying this is upsetting. And the daughter says, well, to who? To you or to my mother? Good for her for sticking up for herself, mm-hmm. I think. And I'm sitting there watching it going, yeah, I mean, she's making progress and the mom is fine. Yeah. You know, there's, and then the daughter points out, we only have two more days. And then the professionals are like, the the goal isn't just to clean the house, blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was a really good episode. I thought it was too. Mm -hmm. And in the end with Martha, she did get her act together. She got the house cleaned. And she agreed to the therapy to counseling afterward. Hopefully, she's still going strong. Yeah. You but, know. you know, watching her say things like, the, the Martha, watching her say things as the process is unfolding, 
uh, the doctor had asked her, do you have problems throwing things out? She's like, oh, no, no. And then she says, well, not not anymore. You know, like I was just like amazed at the the denial, what they're really going through and the way they really think. They're in huge denial. Like, no, I don't have a problem. And you look around and there's all kinds of things, you know, and there's unopened boxes and well and I'm sure that for many people who have suffered to that degree mm -hmm. of a disorder with hoarding I'm sure that they have found well maybe they do have some success but then they can regress yeah right back to where they were yeah right or worse yeah like yo-yo dieting I mean been there done that am there am that up down up down up down up down you know but we can't let that stop us from seeking improvement definitely not we can't let that stop us and my encouragement would be on a on a low level like if you're listening and you've got a clutter issue and you have the resources to pay a professional to come in and be supportive of you go for it Mm -hmm. find somebody like little emily smith i don't even know if she still does it i I don't know. She's a mom now, so now she's she's probably all cluttered and <laughs> it's out of control. Right. Um, but find somebody in your network, in your area, whatever, who can maybe come in and give you an afternoon mm-hmm. and just give you that catalyst to get you started. They're well worth their weight in gold. Also, uh, if you can't seek, you know, professional help that you have to pay for, open up to somebody who you think you can trust, a neighbor or whatever, because, and I'm saying this because it seems like in most cases, it's a it's a private matter. Yeah. And there's pride involved. Oh, yeah. And so don't worry about that because people are so much more willing to help than you think. Right. Just like and you that's... mentioned that Lisa came and helped you with your clothes. Yeah, exactly. And when you have someone else in the room who's not emotionally attached mm-hmm. to your items, it really helps you to diffuse your own emotional attachment yeah and it does have to be someone who you trust who will say okay i you know they're not coming in like the gestapo you know like uh yeah you have to get rid of this this and that somebody who is um understanding who's going to give you a little bit of anyway and control yeah because when it comes to clothes especially you know when you bought it you know where you bought it. It might even have the tag on it. Mm-hmm. So you might know exactly how much you paid for it. You know the size that it is and the size that you are. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that you know for a particular item. But the person who might be helping you with it, they don't know any of that. Right. All they see is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, out of style. Don't get rid of it. Yeah. But if you trust that person to, yeah. you know, listen to you yeah. and your wishes. Yeah. Then there you go. Well, I think that's a good thing to do. And that's kind of our call to action is if you see the signs of anything that we've talked about on any level of the spectrum, find somebody to help you. Mm-hmm. That's the call to action. Yeah. Either, as we just mentioned, a trusted friend or neighbor or all the way up to a professional person to mm-hmm. come in. It's well worth it for you to invest in your own health. Yeah. And your brain is an important part of the body. I'm just saying (laughs) mental health is important. On that note, too, some communities have agencies that help with hoarding problems. So check with your local county government to find out for resources. Because they don't want your tractor sitting in the middle (laughs) of a lawn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. 
All right. Well, let's um, get to our inspirational close. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, you know what? I didn't call up the scripture, so I will call it up now. Sorry, friends. I got. I, I have it. Oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell tell them about the three different passages and what we kind of talked about? Okay. We have Matthew six nineteen through 21. I would encourage you to look that up. Luke twelve thirty three through 34, which we're going to read that one. And also the parable from Jesus in Luke uh, 12, 16 through 21. Right. Okay. But we decided to read Luke 12, 33 through 34. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purposes or the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Mm-hmm. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Yeah. And that, that scripture sort of summed up the others. Mm-hmm. So if you go back and look at, again, I'll say the references. It's Luke 12, 16 through 21. Matthew 6, 19 through 21, and then this one, Luke 12, 33 and 34. All three passages talk about our physical stuff mm-hmm. and our spiritual life. Yeah. So it's comparing the the physical to the spiritual. And the bottom line is the spiritual is more important. It's yes. more important yes. because it lasts. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, store up your treasures in heaven and really look to God, you know, for the answers. Yeah, and that reminds me of in um, in Genesis when the Israelites were taken out of Egypt and mm-hmm. God provided for them manna that fell from the sky. And he said, do not store for yourselves any more than just for today. Yeah. Because the his, uh, his provisions would... You know, the next day, the next day, and the faith comes that God will give it, right? Right. So that is again, that's the same common thread that these scriptures are saying as well. And these are principles because you know, I, I sometimes I can be guilty of this too, and I know that the church, the greater church, is guilty of sometimes pulling out of context mm-hmm. one scripture and trying to give it a a blanket statement mm-hmm. or blanket application. But the principle here is what we wanted to go for. Right. It, because you can interpret these things in um, extreme ways one way or the other. But if you pull out the principle that our spiritual life really is more valuable and more important than our physical life right. or anything. We're, we came into this world with zero things. Mm-hmm. We're leaving with nothing. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be left behind. So mm-hmm. figure out what you're going to do with it. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been interesting. And next week, stay tuned. It's the Trash mm-hmm. Talk Bin. Yes. So much fun. I know. I love the Trash Talk Bin. It's based on Ephesians 4.29. Mm-hmm. Look it up and mm-hmm. be prepared because it's a fun it's a fun little cathartic Yeah, exercise. we have a fun story about that too, how sure that began. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And the what? one after that is on the most common profession for women. Or the most common. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's not the oldest one, I hope. Uh, okay. It's not the post office. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. And see you next time. Bye.